Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast once again. I'm excited to be here. I think that this is going to be a great episode, and I just can't wait to share it with you. Now, for a while, you guys have been asking me to do a resources episode where we talk through specific things, books, podcasts, articles, etc., that have helped me along the way and are actively impacting and shaping my life. So I'm really excited to put that together. And I wasn't exactly sure when we should put this episode out. I knew I wanted it to be sometime during this second season, but I think that the timing's right. We're getting towards the end of the second season, and we're going to have a break that lasts a few months until we start season three. And so I think that this episode is one that can help out quite a bit during that interim. I'm going to give you just a bunch of resources today that you can dive into and that can help grow and shape not only your business, but you as a person. And we can come back in season three and just hit the ground running. Now, the reason that I get so excited about this is I'm a big fan of finding a framework. It's so much easier if someone else has been down the path before me and can show me the way. And I'm a huge fan of finding things like that and then going out and doing it. Because the hardest thing in the world is when you don't know what to do, it can cripple you from getting started. You know, like say that you want to lose weight and you say, well, you know, I'd want to work out, but... I don't know if I should run or if I should swim or if I should lift weights or do push-ups. It's a lot easier if you have a friend that can say, hey, look, you know, your, your knees are in pretty decent shape. Let's get you on a running regimen. You know, why don't you start out running two miles on Mondays and Thursdays and run five miles on Saturdays? If you can do that for six weeks, you're going to start to feel a lot better. I think that our lives and business are the same way. They say that a fool can only learn from their own mistakes but a wise person can learn from the mistakes of others. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I want to be a wise person that can look at these frameworks other people have developed so that I can have the steps on the path illuminated for me. And that's just been very, very helpful for me. So as I put this list together of resources, there was a lot that I cut out. So what I have here is the fine-tuned list of a lot of the things that I either have used in the past to help me along the way, or I'm still actively using, and I can't wait to share those with you. So my hope is that something on this list resonates with you and inspires you to step out into a resource that you've never had before. And going back to it, I I really think that this is the way that we win, especially in our industry. We have so many good people that are running businesses, whether you're a dealer, whether you're running a distributor, or whether you're at a manufacturer. We have good people, but for many of the people listening, you haven't been there before. And when you haven't been there before, you're always looking for a map. And so what I believe is so critical is finding maps, finding frameworks that have worked for other people. Because it's like when you think about cooking, if you've got the recipe for a great cake, as long as you follow the recipe, it's going to turn out really, really good. And so I hope that this episode can start to be a recipe for you, both for your personal life and your business, to turn you into the kind of person that people want to work with, customers want to buy from, and team members want to go to the wall for. So with all that said, we'll circle back at the end, but I hope that this episode equips you to go out and crush it. 
All right, and I'm so excited to get into this list. I have it categorized in four different segments. First is going to be books that are just absolute must-reads. Second is going to be podcasts that you need to be listening to. Third is going to be gear that has helped me and I know can help you. And then I have a section called Other, which I didn't know where that stuff fit in, but we'll try to get through all of it here. Now, jumping into books... Number one book on this list that you have to read, I'm tipping my hand to our guest last week, but you need to read Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. This book is an absolute, absolute game changer. It's a marketing book that presents a seven-part framework that you should run all of your messaging through. And I'm telling you that if you do this, it will change the way that you communicate with your friends, with your spouse, with your customers, with your team members. It is not manipulative, but it taps into the way our brains work and process information. Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller is an absolute must. I've had the pleasure of meeting Don a couple times. He's an amazing guy that's doing really, really good work. And the way that their framework goes is it's a seven-part framework. You need to think about your messaging, your communication, and your marketing through the lens of a story. Part one being, there's a character who wants something. Part two, but they've encountered a problem. Part three, they encounter a guide who understands their pain. Part four, who gives them a plan. Part five, and calls them to action. Part six, so they can avoid failure. Part seven, and achieve success. Now, I'm not going to talk about StoryBrand too much because last week's episode was with Dr. J.J. Peterson, who works alongside Donald Miller to help facilitate all of the teaching that StoryBrand does. So if you want the deep dive on StoryBrand, go back and listen to last week's episode with Dr. J.J. Peterson. But the big takeaways from this book that you have to understand is, number one, you never, ever, 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 ever want to be the hero. You always want to present yourself as the guide because we all wake up in the morning wanting to be the hero of our own story and there's not room for two heroes. What we are looking for is a guide to help us overcome our problem and get to where we need. If you can understand that shift and stop presenting yourself as the hero, I'm telling you, you're going to win more meetings, you're going to win more customers, you're going to get promotions because it's not about you, it's about how you can serve others. So building a story brand is something that I think is an absolute must have. I talk a lot about how I think most of the marketing in our industry is totally backwards. And I joke around about how me and my buddy Grant Falco text each other ads back and forth at night sometimes from our industry magazines, because it's so ridiculous how companies make it all about them. They don't make it about how they can solve their customers problems. So building a story brand by Donald Miller. This is an absolute game changer. By the time you're done with this book, you're going to understand not only the messaging that you need to have, but you're going to understand even how your website should be presented to customers. I, I can't speak enough about it. Go pick up a copy of it. Okay, so number two on this list is Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey. Now, if any of you guys know me personally, you know that I'm a huge Dave Ramsey fan. He has come up through the ranks as the person that can help you overcome financial problems. His Financial Peace University course is used all over the country and has helped millions and millions of people get out of debt and helped thousands and thousands of people actually become millionaires. So I'm a huge fan of Dave Ramsey. I think that he's got a servant's heart and he has just done unbelievable work in the financial space. But Entree Leadership is the story of his 
company. And what's amazing about this book is that he has actually written out his playbook for how he's grown his business. When he started out, he was selling books out of the trunk of his car and his business was a card table in his living room. And today, their business is knocking on the door of $300 million with 800 some employees. And it's just amazing the transformation that he's had in about 25 years. And so this book is him laying his cards on the table and walking you through every aspect of your business from the way that you should organize your leadership structure to how do you set up compensation plans for team members? How do you do marketing? How do you solve problems? How do you critically think? How do you delegate to others and empower them to succeed? This book for me, I mean, Cards on the Table, I don't reread books very often. This is a book for me, I actually have it on audiobook because Dave Ramsey actually reads it and I I just love listening to the passion that he has when he reads it. But for me, I literally listen to this every single year. I just got done with it about a week ago and I'll listen to it again next year because it helps align me as I'm thinking about the problems that my business has and where do I go next and what do I do in this situation as we grow and as we have set backs. This is an unbelievable book. You need to pick up Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey. If I had to say one thing about this book, in the heart of it, what Dave Ramsey is after is something that a lot of businesses are scared to do. So Dave Ramsey talks about how he's wired to be a hardcore entrepreneur. And he talks about how he always wanted team members that had that same entrepreneurial spirit. But the problem with a lot of entrepreneurs is they can't stay focused. They're always going after the next thing. They're always going after the next thing unless they've really invested in some heavy self-discipline. And what he realized is that if he hired a bunch of people exactly like him, the company would start going into a million different directions. They wouldn't be able to stay aligned. He also thought about how he wanted to hire good leaders and managers. And while he wanted leaders and managers that could take care of people and manage well, he wanted them to not be afraid to take risks. So he took the word entrepreneur and leader and he crammed them together and came up with the concept of entree leadership and so the whole book is about how to make yourself into this kind of person and how to grow other people like this that have an entrepreneurial spirit but also understand how to assess things and stay focused and bring people along with them so I can't tell you enough about this book it is unbelievable entree leadership by Dave Ramsey it is a must listen I know that you're going to listen to this and just get some amazing things out of it. Now, next up on the resources list is a book that's called How to Write Copy That Sells by Ray Edwards. I'm just telling you personally, you may not realize it, but if you're a business leader, you are in the copywriting business. Even if you're not writing ads for your company, every time you write an email to a team member, to a customer, Anytime you think about what's going to go on your website, if you think about what's going to go in your TV ad or radio ad or print ad, anything that you do that's communicated in writing is copywriting, and you have to understand how to be a good copywriter. Now, Ray Edwards is a world-famous copywriter. The copy that he has written has literally won hundreds of millions of dollars in business for the clients that he's written it for. The stuff that he writes works. Now, what's amazing about Ray is that he has an unbelievable servant's heart. He actually lives in Spokane, Washington, and he's somebody that desperately cares about the businesses he's helping, and he looks at it saying, look, if they've got a solution that's going to make someone's life better, 
then we need to invest in writing the absolute best copy for them so that customers can understand the value and be compelled to buy it so that they can have the transformation that they deserve. I've spoken to Ray personally on the phone before, and he's the same guy in person that he is in his books. But what I love with this so much is that the book is just ridiculously practical. And one of the things he talks about is that anytime you're writing to somebody, whether it's an email, a sales letter, something on your website, he calls it the pastor framework. And you think about that acronym. What is a pastor? Well, the roots of the word go back to a shepherd. What's the shepherd supposed to do? Guide the sheep in the right way. Now, do the sheep always want to go the right way? No, that's why the shepherd has to persuade them. And guess what? That's what your emails need to do. That's what your website needs to do. That's what your sales copy needs to do. So the pastor framework is this. Anytime you're writing to someone, think about this acronym. The P in pastor stands for person, problem, and pain. Identify who you're writing to so that you can actually understand the pain and the problem that they're experiencing. Next up is A. Amplify, stress the consequences of what's going to happen if the problem isn't solved. Next up is S, story and solution. Tell the story of someone who solved that problem using your solution. After that is T, transformation and testimony. So articulate the results that your product and service will bring with a real life testimonial. That's going to strengthen what you say a ton. Next is O, which stands for offer. Describe in clear detail the offer that you have for your customer. And finally, R, response. Ask the customer to buy with step-by-step instructions telling them what to do next. That pastor framework has been so helpful as I've been working more and more on copy in my emails, on my website, blog posts, everything like that. I mean, as you go through it, I'm just looking at some of the chapters here. Chapter one, how to sell without being salesy. How to write headlines that grab leaders by the eyeballs and suck them into your message. How to write bullet points that virtually force your prospects to buy. How to write guarantees that dissolve fear and unleash a river of sales. This book is so practical. And what I love about Ray is that he's a practitioner. He is doing this every day. But you got to go and pick up this book, How to Write Copy That Sells. Okay, so next on this list is a classic, and this is something that, I mean, if you're older than 30, you're going to be like, duh, of course this is on the list, but a must-have for any person who wants to grow is a little book called See You at the Top by Zig Ziglar. Now, I mean, I don't have to tell most of you listening to this, but Zig is unbelievable. People make fun of him because he's got his goofy accent, and he's always talking about opportunity and positivity, but... Zig is a gem. We lost him a few years ago, and uh, his legacy still lives on with his son, Tom. But this book is an absolute must-have. If you have never encountered any Zig Ziglar material, you need to start with See You at the Top. And I'm going to tell you with this one, don't get the print book, get the audio book, because it's Zig doing this live, and you have to hear this guy. When you hear the passion in his voice about positivity, about setting goals, it literally will change you. It's something that has profoundly impacted me. I can't tell you enough about it. In this book, you are going to learn about how your mindset is what's going to determine your success. Zig says your attitude determines your altitude. Mindset and positivity has so much benefit, and people just get stuck in a rut where they mail it in. They think that things are always going to be this way. Zig goes to war with that. I mean, he is so ridiculously positive that 
he stopped calling his alarm clock an alarm clock and called it an opportunity clock. Now, you might shake your head at that and think it's ridiculous, but one of the famous things that he says is he says, well, can I guarantee that positivity is going to give you success? No, but I can tell you it's going to give you a lot more success than negativity will. There's so many famous quotes we think about that go back to Zig. He's someone that lived out what he talked about. He was a genuine person. He's a family man. He was married to his wife for years and years and years. He's got amazing kids. This guy had it figured out. This book is going to help you be able to clearly set goals and achieve them. It's going to help you change the way that you interact with others to be positive, to be friendly, to be someone that people want to be around. And he's going to give you story after story after story that will inspire the way that you live your life. I know I've said it with all the books in this list, but with especially Zig Ziglar, get the audiobook. You have to hear this man speak. There is nothing like it, and I I don't know if we're ever going to see another person like him. All right, so the next resource I want to give you is a gem of a book that's called The Four Disciplines of Execution by Chris McChesney, Sean Covey, who happens to be the son of the late Dr. Stephen Covey, and Jim Hewling. This book is one that has very practically and profoundly shaped the way that I run my team. And the way that they describe this book is that your business has medicine for a customer. This book is not here to make your medicine better. This book is here to give you a syringe to inject it. And that's why it's called The Four Disciplines of Execution. These are four things you can put in place to execute ideas and get things done. Now, one of the most valuable concepts in this book that they bring up is the idea of the whirlwind. And the idea is all of us live in a whirlwind that is raging. If you think about it, sometimes you get to the end of your day and you think back and you say, gosh, what did I even do today? Well, you probably spent the day in the whirlwind. If you have a lunch appointment for Friday afternoon, And that lunch appointment gets canceled. Well, do you get an hour free to go do nothing? No, the whirlwind consumes that hour that was there. So the whirlwind is an all-consuming force that all of us are a part of in our businesses. And one of the big distinctions that I've heard between the 4DX book and other books is that many people say, you got to get out of the whirlwind. It's bad. You got to eliminate it. Well, the reality is that you can't do that. The way that 4DX describes it is that The whirlwind is the basic things that have to get done on a daily basis, just the monotony, the spur of the moment things that are required to make your business operate. You will never get out of the whirlwind. Now, while all of us have a whirlwind that exists, we all know that there's huge ideas out there that if we only had time to do them, our businesses would grow. Well, in this book, they call those things the wildly important. So imagine you're in the whirlwind on a day-to-day basis, and the analogy that they give is that if you ignore the whirlwind, your business is going to die today. That being said, if you ignore the wildly important, which are the big things you know need to get done to move the needle in your business, you're going to die tomorrow. So the example they give is an 80-20 ratio, that if you can carve out 20% of your time to focus on the wildly important you are going to win. Let 80% of your day be occupied with the whirlwind. Those are necessary things. You have to answer those emails. You have to work with those team members, make those calls, whatever it is. It's necessary to run your business, but if you can carve out 20% of your time to focus on the wildly important, you're going to win. And they lay out four disciplines of execution to do that. So discipline number one, I just said it, but it's focus on the wildly important. So their definition is to come up with one to two WIG goals or wildly important goals that would never, ever, ever happen on their own. 
So let's say you're a dealer and we're talking about this two years ago and you said, well, I want to grow my company 7% this year. The 4DX method would say, well, that's great. You want to grow your company by 7% this year, but that's actually not a WIG goal. One, because you're going to get half of that anyway with a manufacturer's price increase. And two, we're in the middle of a ridiculous economy. That's going to happen on its own. It's not wildly important. Wildly important goals are things that would never, ever happen on their own. They would only happen with focused time, effort, and discipline. So number one, set one to two wildly important goals. Discipline number two, focus on lead measures, not lag measures. This was so critical for me to understand. So the short version is a lag measure is what we normally measure our business with. These measurements aren't bad. They're, they're necessary, but they lag behind. So let's say that you've got a margin goal for October. That's great to have a margin goal for October. The problem is by the time you find out if you met that margin goal or not, you're in the middle of November. So the goal lags behind. It can't help you achieve it. It's like driving while you're looking through the rear view mirror. A lead measure is something that is both predictable and controllable that you can look at and say, if we do this, we know it will move the needle on our lag measure. So let's say again that you have a margin goal, which is great. That's a great lag measure. Discipline number two is that you need to focus on the lead measures. So if you could pick one to two things that if you only did this, you know that that would move the needle in hitting your lag goal. So maybe it's, we are going to double check all of our quotes for accuracy to make sure that nothing is slipping through the cracks. Maybe it's we're going to take 15 minutes before we go to the job site to make sure we have everything we need so we're not making second trips. Those are things that are both controllable, right? You control them. There's no outside factors that inhibit you from doing it, and they're predictable. You know that they'll move the needle on the lag. That was so profound for me, and it's changed the way that we run our business. So discipline number two, focus on lead measures, not lag measures. Discipline number three, create a compelling scoreboard. What this book talks about is how you need to have a weekly public scoreboard for your sales team, for your office staff, for your installers. Have a public scoreboard. This breeds accountability and it also gamifies what you do. On the scoreboard, they tell you how to do it, but it should actually have both your lead and your lag measures showing your progress towards your goals. This is something that will move the needle with your team, especially if you're in a sales team. Have them set goals and show a public scoreboard. There's built-in accountability with it. You want it to be compelling, so that's the key word. It's got to be their scoreboard, not yours. You got to get your team involved with this. They teach you how to do it. Discipline number four, create a cadence of accountability. They recommend having a once a week wig meeting, wildly important goal meeting, where the rhythm of that meeting is step one, you review your commitments from the past week that you've made towards moving the needle. Step two, you look at the scoreboard to see, did that actually help us move things? And then next is you make commitments for the following week on what can you do to move the needle on your lead measure? Because remember, the lead measure is what you can control right now that is predictable to help you achieve your lag goal. So those four disciplines are critical. I know I've talked about this book for a while, but I want to really detail it out so that you understand the value of it because this is something you can buy right away to change your business. I personally sent this book to friends of mine. This is something that will make a profound difference in your business. All right, the very last book that I have for you is a gem called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey. Now, very similar to StoryBrand, which I mentioned first, this is a book that we've already detailed on this podcast. 
in episodes 15 and 16, we had Tim Rethlick on to go through this in detail. So I'm not going to belabor the point. Go back and listen to episodes 15 and 16 to get the deep dive on this. But this book is a must have. And it's frankly so famous that it's become cliche. But the content in it, it will change the way that you live. Again, with your personal life and with your business. This is something that if you're a team leader, you should give this book to your team members because these habits will change the trajectory of their career. And so we're going to go through them really quick. Habit number one is be proactive. Habit number two, begin with the end in mind. Habit number three, put first things first. Habit number four, think win-win. Habit number five, seek first to understand, then be understood. Habit six, synergize. And habit seven, sharpen the saw. If you master these habits, you're going to see a profound difference in your life and your career. The biggest thing for me is habit number one, be proactive. As I go through life, I keep finding that people who are proactive win and people who are reactive lose. There is no other way around it. If you want to have a better marriage, be proactive, invest in your spouse, invest in your partner. If you want to be a better parent, be proactive, invest in your kids. Don't be a reactive person that waits for things to happen to you or you're going to miss out on life. Same thing in business. If you have a relationship with a customer, be proactive on communication, be proactive in giving them value. When you're reactive, it shows that you're actually not invested in them and that you don't care the way that you should. Another thing in this book that's so profound is when Dr. Covey talks about the difference between the urgent and the important. So we all look at our weeks and there are tasks that are very urgent that have to get done. There's also tasks that are very important but aren't urgent. And Dr. Covey breaks this down into a four-part quadrant. I'll paste this in the show notes so that you can see it. But if you can categorize your life by understanding the difference between the urgent and and the important, and where the overlap, you're going to be able to make effective decisions and know what priority to give different kinds of tasks. So The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey is a game changer. Like I said, we talked about it in episodes 15 and 16, but I hope that you go out and pick it up. All right. Well, I know that books took a long time to get through, but I'm really excited that we got to hit every single one of them because those are books that have just been so inspirational for me, and I know they can help you as well. Now, The next resource I want to talk about is podcasts, because one of the questions I get all the time is, Tim, what podcasts are you listening to on a regular basis? And if I'm being honest, I've got like 15 to 18 that I'm listening to pretty frequently, but I've boiled it down to four that I want to share with you today. But before I get into those four, I am very convinced that podcasting is such a game changer for growing yourself and growing your business because like we've talked about on this show, you can do it anywhere. I mean, at the gym, in the car, time that would normally be wasted can now be spent investing in yourself so that you can become a better person, a better husband or wife or father or mother, business owner, team member. And I know for me personally, podcasts have shaped me in just such a huge way. I'm really excited to pass these on to you. Hopefully you're filling your time with podcasts whenever you have it. So number one, the podcast that you need to be listening to that's on my playlist every week is the Entree Leadership Podcast. So this goes back to the book I referenced, Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey. And this podcast is hosted by Ken Coleman, who works very closely with Dave. And they've just got amazing business content on a weekly basis. And you you can pick up at any episode. It's going to be just an incredible podcast for you to start listening to. 
The next podcast is the Building a Story Brand podcast, which comes from the book Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Now, this is hosted by Donald Miller and co-hosted by J.J. Peterson, who was on this show last week to talk in depth about story brand. And if you thought that the episode last week was helpful, you're going to love their podcast. And I mean, they're on a huge scale putting this out to you know tens of thousands of business owners every single week. And I would highly recommend starting at the beginning with StoryBrand. Even though all their episodes are amazing, those first couple seasons that they have are gold. And if you start at the beginning with that podcast and listen through, you're going to be in really good shape. The third podcast that I would absolutely recommend that I'm listening to on a regular basis is Behind Your Back by Bradley Hartman. Now, as you know, Bradley's a friend of mine, and he was on this show as the guest in episode 17. And what I love about his podcast is it is so practical for people in this industry. If you're doing any kind of work that has to do with selling to builders or businesses, Bradley's podcast is for you. I cannot tell you how practical it is and how much he understands the buying process in the construction industry. So if you're doing any kind of work with builders, if you want to get insight into how they think, how to present yourself and your product is valuable, or if you're in B2B, say you work for a manufacturer or distributor and you're selling to a business, I cannot recommend Bradley's podcast enough. It is amazing. Now, the last podcast I'm going to recommend is one that's called Akimbo. That's A-K-I-M-B-O, and it is Seth Godin's podcast. Now, here's the thing that I'll tell you. The reason I'm listing this one last is because this podcast is not practical. The first three that I mentioned, and particularly Bradley's, are so practical. You can instantly listen and apply what has been said. Akimbo is a podcast by Seth Godin, and if you're not familiar with Seth, you need to check him out. He is like just an amazing, amazing marketing guru. But Akimbo is very high level. It's very theoretical, and you're probably not going to listen to it and instantly say, oh, I can go do that tomorrow in my business. But what you're going to hear Seth talk about are concepts and stories that are so big picture, they're going to transform the way you start to think about, wait, what is marketing? What is my business here for? What is it that my customer actually wants? And while there's less that you can immediately go and apply tomorrow, Seth will influence and change the way that you think. And over time, this is something that really can make a difference for you. I've I've found tremendous comfort and challenge listening to the Akimbo podcast. I would highly recommend it. Now, I am personally convinced that if you've got four podcasts like this on repeat and you're constantly listening to them when you're in the car, when you're working out, when you've got downtime, I'm not joking when I say that I think you can have the equivalent of an MBA in three to four years of listening to podcasts like this. I know for me personally, this has profoundly shaped me and the content that you're getting in these podcasts is going to be the same thing that you'd get at a university, but you're getting it for free and on your own terms while you're in the middle of your business, which is better than when you're sitting in a classroom without any context to the real world. So I hope you're taking advantage of podcasts like this. You know, like I said, I got probably 15 to 18 podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis, but these four are ones that you absolutely have to check out. I appreciate you guys asking that question. All right, so now that we're through talking about books and podcasts, I'm going to just share a little bit of gear with you guys that I use on a regular basis that helps make my life easier. It helps me stay prepared and on top of things. And I hope that this helps you out and maybe you use some of this, maybe you don't, but you know, it always helps when someone can recommend a piece of gear that makes your life easier. 
So the first piece of gear that I want to share with you that helps me out is my Nomadic backpack. And it's funny, for years I would have either a shoulder bag or like a briefcase or a backpack that I would take to work. And I had a few problems with that. One of them is I was always losing my stuff. Like sometimes I'd have notebooks and pens in it. Sometimes it wouldn't be there. I would lose things in the backpack or the shoulder bag. And it was really, really frustrating. You know, I really liked how practical a backpack was, but I felt like backpacks didn't look that professional. And so if you're rolling into like a presentation you're given for an architect or a meeting with a client or a builder, you know, a a backpack didn't seem to be the most professional thing if it's just like a basic Jansport. But basically my problem was I couldn't stay organized. I never knew where my stuff was. I was always losing things and I couldn't stay on top of it. So my buddy Robert told me that I had to get one of these nomadic backpacks and they're unbelievable. So nomadic is spelled N-O-M-A-T-I-C and they've actually got a whole bunch of bags. I've just got their basic backpack. They did a Kickstarter a while back and raised like $3 million to create the perfect backpack. And what I love about it is it literally has a compartment for everything. So this thing is my daily carrier. I've got every compartment filled with everything I need. I mean, so I've got stuff for like PowerPoint presentations. I've got one of those power packs to charge my phone. It's got my laptop, pens, hand sanitizer, mints. I mean, anything that I need always has a spot in that backpack. And I'll just tell you, for me personally, it's made a huge difference in my life. So I would highly recommend something like that nomadic backpack to use on a regular basis. The next piece of gear that I'm going to tell you about is something that I use every single day, just like my backpack. It's an essential part of keeping me organized, and it is my full focus planner. Now, if you haven't heard of the full focus planner, this is by a guy named Michael Hyatt. And what I absolutely love about it is this is the first planner I've had that has kept me on point and nothing slips through the cracks once it gets inside of here. So it's a quarterly planner. And what's really cool with it is you can write down all of your goals at the very beginning of it to go back and reference. But on a week-to-week basis, your week starts out with a preview where it takes probably 30 to 45 minutes on, you know, I do mine on Sunday night, but you look ahead at your week, you plan out everything, and there's some exercises that it takes you through to basically get get a handle on your week. Then as you go to every day, you mark out a big three for the day. So, you know, in the morning when you wake up and you're looking at your day, what are the big three things where if you get nothing done except for these three things, it's going to be a productive day. And that's where you start. It's got sections for your calendar. It's got sections to write down other miscellaneous tasks. But the full focus planner by Michael Hyatt is something that has absolutely revolutionized me. It's helped a ton. And I know that it could do the same for you. Now, with the full focus planner, this is the silliest thing, but Bradley Hartman got me onto this. He sent me a box of pens a while back, and they changed my life, and they're called Muji Pens, M-U-J-I, and they make a .38 ballpoint pen that is absolutely ridiculous. So a little while back, Bradley sent me a copy of one of his books to check out and he included one of these pens. I started using it and I couldn't go back. So I bought a pack of these pens on Amazon and it's the only thing I use now. The ink is just fine enough. It doesn't smudge. They feel really, really good. And it's so silly, but you know, a good pen is just an amazing thing. And I find myself giving these pens away to people saying, oh, no, you got to use it. It's, It's unbelievable. You know, the last piece of gear too that I'll tell you that's really, really helpful if you want to stay on top of things is an idea book. And 
for me, it's like a little moleskin book that's one of the small, you know, three by five ones. And I always keep one of those with me. I have a, I have a section of my backpack where it is. But whenever an idea comes to you, it is so helpful just to be able to jot that down. And I would just encourage you, find some kind of idea book. As you're, as you're talking to team members, as you're in the shower, as you're driving around, you'll get these ideas and you should have a place where you can write down all of your ideas. You know, and, and periodically you can go through this idea book and start reviewing things. I know for me, there's been all kinds of ideas. I mean, even things like this podcast have come from different thoughts and little things that I wrote down in an idea book years and years ago. So it's kind of a funny thing to talk about. I know that gear is not exactly the same as podcasts and and books that can invest in you, but I found a ton of success in having a backpack where I can stay organized and on top of my things. I've got a planner that works with my personality style that helps me just be aware of my week and, and always on top of it. I've got pens that I think are second to none, and I've got an idea book. I think that if you can have things like that, you're going to be setting yourself up for a lot of success. Now, so far we've covered books, we've covered podcasts, we've covered miscellaneous gear, and the last category of resources that I want to give you, I just have marked as as other, and there, there are three things that have very much helped me, and I know that they can help you as well. The first one is, it's actually a website, and it's called canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com. And this is a free website that will instantly make you a graphic designer. So if you do any kind of advertising or marketing work, if you do Instagram posts or Facebook posts for your company, Canva is an unbelievable resource. You can sign up for a free account and they have got thousands of templates. And it's so helpful for me. I run all my PowerPoints through Canva. A lot of my Instagram posts go through it. But it's really, really helpful if you kind of know what you're looking for but can't create it yourself. This is something that I I can't believe it's free. They've got a paid version, but even on the free version that I use, it's just amazing. I mean, this is something that I'm using usually multiple times a week, especially if I've got a presentation coming up or if I'm doing a team meeting, I'm using Canva to create graphics around it. And it takes out so much of the work where if you're paying an overpriced graphic designer that's giving you mediocre results, Canva can be a lifesaver. So one of the next big resources when people ask me kind of how I go about my day and and run my business is I run almost everything off of a Google Drive. Now, Google Drive is free. I think up to 15 gigs worth of content is free. Now, within the Google Drive suite, you've got your word processor and Google Documents. You've got your equivalent of Microsoft Excel and Google Sheets. You've got the equivalent of PowerPoint. It's got anything that you need. And what I love about it is that it's free and it's cloud-based. So I try to do most of my work in Google Drive. So that way, anywhere I go, if my computer gets destroyed or wiped out, I've got access to my files at any time. And and it's just been so helpful for me to have a a Google Drive that I can share different documents with people. They can edit it and I see the changes instantly. So, you know, if I'm working on a presentation with a friend and we're going back and forth on editing, I'll create a Google document, allow them access to share it, and I can see changes live that they make. And it's just, it's really helpful. I mean, a lot of you guys might be using Google Drive already, but if you're not taking advantage of it, I would highly recommend it, especially for any any team things that you do. All the scheduling for our showrooms, I run out of Google Drive. We just have a common schedule. That way, whenever we make changes to it, it updates live so people don't have outdated schedules and and things like that. It's just super, super practical. Now, the very last resource that I want to give is, is kind of a weird one, but it's something that's been really helpful for me on my journey. And this is a resource that's called the Enneagram. Now, the Enneagram is like an ancient 
personality typing system. I think it's like two or 3,000 years old, and we don't, we actually don't, don't know where it came from. But regardless, it gives nine different basic personality types. And what I've appreciated about the Enneagram is it's less about uncovering your strengths, and it's more about uncovering your blind spots. I've talked in the podcast before about how self-awareness is one of the most critical things you can have. People that are self-aware generally win. When people aren't self-aware, they step all over other people's toes. They don't know how they come across. People think they're a jerk. When you're self-aware about who you are, how you're wired, and how other people perceive you, it honestly helps you get ahead. And the best tool that I know of to discover self-awareness is the Enneagram. Now, I'm not saying that there's no other ways to get self-aware. I'm not saying that the Enneagram is perfect. But for me in my journey, it has been very, very helpful to uncover some of the flaws that have come naturally in the way that I've been born and raised, but also some of the strengths that come with that and basically how to understand the way that I communicate with other people. And this has helped me a ton in sales. It's helped me as I lead my team. It's helped me as I plan meetings, give presentations, and I know that it can do the same for you. Now, there's all kinds of websites where you can take tests about which number am I. Um, I've actually found that the Enneagram journey is not as simple as a test because it's less about the outward behaviors that you do and it's more about the inward motivations. And there's actually a great book on the Enneagram that's called The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Cron. And I would highly recommend that as just a way to get started and start to get in touch with yourself. You know, a big part of the journey of life is figuring out who you are. (laughs) There's an old punk band called Saves the Day. They've got this amazing song called See You. And they have this line in there that's asking the rhetorical question. It says, you want to know who I really am? (laughs) Yeah, so do I. And so I think that journey of self-discovery is something that we all have to go on and tools like the Enneagram can help you do it. As you discover more about who you are and how you come across, all of a sudden you start to realize that we're actually pretty biased. And as we can kind of step aside from our biases and see things through other people's perspectives, it helps us all get ahead. And I would argue that's something that right now, especially in this country, we desperately, desperately need. Well, I hope that all of that was helpful for you. You've got a list of books, you've got podcasts, you've got some gear you can pick up, and then a few other miscellaneous things that will equip you for the journey. You know, I've had a lot of requests to do a resources episode, and so I just wanted to share transparently, hey, these are the books that I read, these are the podcasts that I listen to, this is the gear that I use every day, and then these are some of the other miscellaneous things that are helping me on my journey. Well, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. I know it's a lot different than anything that we've done before, but I keep getting a lot of questions about the books I'm reading, again, the podcasts I'm listening to, and just what are the resources that are helping me on a day-to-day basis. So I wanted to share that with you. Next week, we're going to jump right back into the normal format of having a guest. You know, it's funny. I'm getting excited. I'm flying out in a couple days to go speak to a group in the Midwest here. And a little while after that, I'm going to be heading out to Minneapolis to go speak at HHT's Summer Summit. And, you know, everywhere I've been going, it's just amazing to see people that are listening to the podcast that are coming up and talking about how it's helping them move the needle and win in their businesses. So, Thank you guys for listening to this and for making the investment in yourself. I know that our industry is on the verge of a turning point, and I truly believe that the community that we're forming in this podcast can help us go where we have never gone before. So in closing, I'll just ask you to keep sending in your questions. My email address is tim at itsfiretime.com. We're going to be having a Q&A episode as the last episode of the season that's going to be coming up here pretty soon. 
Keep sending your questions in to tim at itsfiretime.com. And as always, I hope that this podcast has been a blessing for you and it helps you lead the people around you to make your community a better place. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time.